There was a hand-lettered sign in front of it that said, Danger, Chlorine Gas. No. Immediate death. <laughs> it opened, and there was, um, uh, and attached to the door of the safe with a little uh, tripwire was a vial. <gasps> so it really... Filled with liquid. Oh, my God. Oh, what? That's crazier than, like, putting a gun that fires a bullet Yes, because it would also kill you! <laughs> Though not as crazy as a crossbow, I think, because that's so much more elaborate. But, yeah. evergreen. This is true, this is true. It, it, it will it, never go bad. You, you know what I think they were guarding with mustard gas? Hot dog gas. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Hot dogs. Uh, Hot dogs. <laughs> which is what I call money. <laughs> oh my god! That would be so awesome. You can't do it. You can't like decide you're gonna do that. But if you just like called, like if you met like an old man, and he's like, "Yeah, I got got a whole vault full of hot dogs right here." You'd be like, "Best person in the world." I'll give you twenty dogs. Best person in the world. Alert! <laughs> it's you. Congratulations. You've oldie. won humanity. Yeah. Gobble gobble, guys. Gobble gobble. It's Thanksgiving. Woo. One might, you know, is there? What's the best holiday in quarantine? It's not Ooh. Thanksgiving. I mean, given the amount of fireworks going off this summer, I'm suspecting Fourth of July. Fourth of July wasn't <laughs> bad. You're right. Good, yeah. Fourth of July wasn't, wasn't bad. bad. Well, because, and easy to social. Yeah, distance. true. True. You can see fireworks. Correct. In a lot of yeah. Correct. Plus, there aren't like. A lot of traditions around gathering together necessarily. Many yeah. people do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you can make you can make a hot dog. Yeah, absolutely. For one, you can make a stack of dogs. <laughs> you can make a stack of dogs, for one. Not just eating one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if you're eating one hot dog, let's one get of those out. Big like stogie use. The ones that are like too much hot dogs, you're a little bit <sighs> ill afterwards, they're so but they're good, really though. good. Yeah. Um, I love hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> um. But maybe people are going to be eating hot dogs, turkey dogs, for Thanksgiving this year. Because who's going to make a 20-pound bird for, you know, themselves? <laughs> I would. There's a there, there's a run on small birds this year. Can't find them anywhere, apparently. Mm. Those people are it's, fools. It's a, make a full-size turkey and yeah. freeze it. Yeah. Yeah. Dummy. I mean, yeah, it's... People are wild. Like, you're already doing all the work. Yeah, it Just takes... Make a bigger turkey. It takes it's fine. exactly the same amount of work. To make a big turkey isn't just to make a small turkey. Yeah. Exactly the same amount of work. So today we are going to be talking turkey. Mm. And I went back and forth on this list and I was like, could we talk about great, great turkey moments in American history? Do we want to talk about turkey preparations through the years? And it just so happened that I found eight of each and I was like, I'm just going to intermesh them. And we're going to call this list, Let's Talk Turkey, colon, A Noble Bird's Glorious Historical Moments. <laughs> we have, we have, this is, this is drunk history. This is history. This is innovation. This is turkey. This is, this, this is, is turkey. The definitive turkey podcast this, of 2020. This and the turkey. Butterball Hotline are all you need on Thanksgiving. It's who is going to be getting some phone calls this year, man? I actually suspect I'm kind of I'm a little bit relieved to find out. Although sorry to those sorry to those turkeys because they had to die. Yeah. Um, but I'm a little relieved that people because I feel like a lot of people this year are just like not going to do a turkey. They're like we'll get a small ham or we'll just do sides yeah. because a Cornish game turkey. Yeah, maybe we'll do a chicken as opposed a to a turkey. But like I know I know that a lot of people don't care for turkey as much, but I feel like you can do really beautiful things with a turkey. Yeah. And it just 
binds the whole meal. It's together. also it's it's so celebratory. Yeah, it's such a it's such a um, ceremonial act. I mean, I, I love smoking a turkey. Yes, yes, we take our turkey very seriously. Yeah. So we're going to start with our first glorious historical moment, which is when Benjamin Franklin, never a president but still a founding father, wrote to one of his daughters about how turkeys ruled and bald eagles ruled. (laughs) Do you think he would change his opinion now knowing that a bald eagle attacked Donald Trump? (laughs) <laughs> no, I think he just think it was funny, but he'd be like, be like, 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 sh- like flies on shit. I think is what he would say, because um, he was he was kind of a crude man. Yeah, um, he'd say like flies on shit. Then he'd fart loudly, so proudly, and then walk around. Were naked. you guys aware of this as an idea? So there's 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 part of American myth is that Benjamin Franklin was like our national bird should not be the bald eagle. It should be a turkey. I have seen the musical 1776, yep. so indeed yep. I was the aware. The eagle, of the turkey, I knew, the I dove. Knew of the myth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It is largely, I guess, a myth, ba- like based on what we understand. Um, I guess that F- Benjamin Franklin wrote an impassioned, um, like, I don't know if it was a letter or just an, like an entreaty mm-hmm. to. Um, to con- and present or like present an argument to Congress that the great seal of our country should be devoid of a bird entirely. I don't think it was like no birds, birds boo. <laughs> but I think he was like pitching a seal that did not include a bird. He wanted seals on it. <laughs> <laughs> are there American seals? San Francisco, yeah. Okay, there sorry. are, San and Francisco, also yeah. like loads in Florida. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean. <laughs> Basically, if there's an ocean, there's seals in it. Did, did Benjamin Franklin know about these seals? Alaska has seals. Okay, but Alaska wasn't a part of America until the 20th century. So why would he recommend Alaskan seals? Stop. Stop it. <laughs> Sorry. This instant. <laughs> what we do know for sure, though, re turkeys and Benny Franks, <laughs> is that he wrote a letter to his daughter um, making fun of the seal that was mm. pitched. And bald eagle. <laughs> the seal that is the bald eagle. <laughs> that features a bald eagle. And suggested that bald eagle looked like a turkey, and maybe that was a good thing. And I would like to <laughs> read you that portion of the note. Please. For my part, I wish the bald eagle had not been chosen as the representative of our country. He's a bird of bad moral character. He does not get his living honestly. You may see him perched on a dead tree near the river, where, too lazy to fish for himself, he watches the labor of the fishing hawk. Once that diligent bird has at length taken a fish, it bears it to his nest for the support of his mate and young ones. The bald eagle pursues him and takes it from him. With that injustice, he is never in good case, but like those among men who live by sharping and robbing, and he is generally poor and often very lousy. Besides, he is a rank coward. This little king bird, no bigger than a sparrow, attacks him boldly and drives him out of the district, and he is therefore by no means a proper emblem for the brave and honest Cincinnati of America, which have driven all birds of our country. I am for this account not displeased that the figure is not known as the bald eagle, but more looks like a turkey. For the truth is, the turkey is, in comparison, a much more respectable bird. And with all the true original native to America, he besides, he besides, though a little vain and silly, a bird of courage who would not hesitate to attack a general heir of the British guard who should presume to invade his farmland with a red coat on... 
I Do love you think- that Ben Franklin was like, I, a turkey will fight a I am a turkey. <laughs> I think that Ben Franklin thought he was a turkey. I also think that Benjamin Franklin liked Sherry. Also... <laughs> <laughs> um, if this were if this were the Bush years we were living through right now, I would probably try to make a joke about like that swapped fish and oil for that, oh. you know? or like fish oil. Whoa, Whoa. it would be so wow. fucking political. It's because it would be W crazy. had such shiny hair, right? That's <laughs> exactly. So I, I, I that that I love that letter. A few things to clarify that I decided to dig into further. Do you know why he references Cincinnati? No. Okay, so in Cincinnati, um, the name itself is a reference to a Roman Republic, a general of the Roman Republic, uh, Cincinnatus. So Cincinnatus uh, was a general who defended uh, the early Roman Republic against invasion from outside forces and was offered many great rewards, but was like, actually, I just want to be a farmer. So he's sort of um, taken up as sort of a symbol of early, by the early American um, colonists to be like, look, we kicked out, we, we beat the invading uh, force of the British, but we don't want gold and rewards we just want to farm so you know that's and that's where again like the city of cincinnati is named after cincinnatus uh, this this reminded me of a fact from the one year of latin i took in high school um nerd uh that's nerd. there are no soft um there are no soft c sounds in latin if you see the letter c in latin it's pronounced with the k sound so this man's name would be kinkinatus right which means that technically the city of Cincinnati should be pronounced Kinky Natty. <laughs> wow. Kinky Nasty. Kinky Nasty. Kinky, kinky Nasty, <laughs> Ohio. Kinky Nasty. Um, um, do, with, do with that information what you will. Wow. Laugh, that was a lot enjoy. of facts um, dropped on us. Side note, I love so much that ben, Benny Franks, Frank and Ben's, refers to turkeys as vain. Because they are, uh, sorry, turkeys, the ugliest animals in the animal kingdom. <laughs> I think they preen, though, and they, like, strut around. I get, I get it. <laughs> they work with um, what they got. I get that. I, I would yeah. argue that this is almost crazier than if you did go to Congress and was like, bald eagles suck, you should make it the turkey. Because at least, like, it's just so clear to me that he was, like, writing this letter and then just, like, got, like, a full head of steam behind him and was like, yeah! <laughs> like, really <laughs> feeling himself. Like, to start off as a casual casual response to his daughter, and was like, you know what, actually, yeah. Yeah, 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 turkeys, gobble, gobble, America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, And another thing yeah. is, like, very much <laughs> the tone of this letter. Um, so I kind of like that it... Fill up my glass of Yeah, tea. I like that it wasn't as well-reasoned. It just seemed like kind of like he got a full head of steam behind yeah. him and then was really I feeling gotta, himself. I gotta go take an air bath to calm down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. I need to go walking around dressed piously so people think I do work. I, maybe it's... This is really a, like, you... You have to be one to know one. That was kind of his deal. He was yeah. like pretended to be industrious while he was actually quite lazy. <laughs> ah, I respect that. Yeah, well, bald eagle. Uh, what do I have for categories? So this is a very patriotic category, a topic from the perspective of an American citizen like myself. Um, here's another fun. I dropped some fun facts on you earlier. I'm gonna. I have one more fun fact to drop. Do you know what the technical name for that little red piece of floppy flush beneath the turkey's neck a is? A waddle. No, no. Waddle. It's a caruncle. Okay. Which is which is which is basically an onomatopoeia as far as I'm concerned. Mm, caruncle. Okay. Um, <laughs> Do you know, don't and, you just know exactly what those feel like? <sighs> Carunkly. Um, <laughs> and this brought to mind of course the the mythic figure that has been asking Americans to contribute for, for decades now, 
uh, we all see him. We all know who we were talking about. So I gave the category Karunkle Sam wants you. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, nice. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. Nice. 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 Karunkle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my category is ran a foul. <laughs> But I don't, I don't remember why. But it is a good. It pun. is a good pun. <laughs> I remember the other reasons, but I don't remember this one. Smokey and yeah, the one-armed bandit. And the one-armed bandit strikes again. I, I love that this is like, the, the, this is a myth. This is a story that has taken on mythic proportion. The facts I think are funnier of it, truly, but like not nearly as like overblown. Yeah. As like what? Like it's yeah. not like he was entreating and like I would sooner die than like live in a country that had a bald eagle. But he obviously liked a turkey more than he liked a bald eagle. Yeah, although it kind of seems like he just really hated bald eagles and he was like even so even a turkey would be better. <laughs> so anyway, I think it's funny that the story has kind of gotten blown out of proportion in sort of a weird way even though the facts of it are sort of like more mundane. So I called it much ado about stuffing. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Mary wins. It's fine. I mean, I, I do think Carbuncle is that what Sam you were proud of? once you was pretty good, but I do think that you get to take Much that one. Much stuffing. Much do about stuffing. Was that the one you were most no. proud of? Oh, man. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> all of my categories are Thanksgiving food puns. <laughs> all, yes, all of them. Okay. All of them. All right. So now we have our first, and these are kind of in chronological order, but like interspliced, right? So we're starting with the earliest history. Now we are doing the earliest turkey preparation food trend, which is brining. Um, I think most people know what brining is now, but this became popular in the 90s because celebrity chefs and food magazines had absolutely run out of ideas of what to tell their fans <laughs> about how to make turkeys that at this time were mostly flavorless and mass produced um, from drying out into terrible sand monsters in their oven. They did not know what to say anymore. And they were like, I don't know. Cram it in a vat of liquid that's highly seasoned with salt and sugar. Why are you still asking me for tips? I've given you all I have to give. Right. And so, and it was like, it was very popular to do because there's science behind it, of course. Like, oh, so the sodium attaches itself to the muscle proteins and weakens them. And then like the salty water forces its way into the turkey and said, then your brine turkey doesn't contract as much when it cooks. So it holds in more moisture. It's not just like squeezing itself like a giant sponge in your oven. All right. All that. All that's All that's fair. And, like, yeah. you can write an article about that, right? As opposed yeah. to just being, like, cover it in butter. Yeah. Put butter on it. Pretend that you're French. Yeah. <laughs> However, not many people have enough room, especially in the days leading up to Thanksgiving, <laughs> to defrost a turkey, which takes multiple days, then bathe that turkey in a <laughs> cold water bath that requires multiple gallons. Um, so it's it's not very practical. So now... The new Jack way to brine is to dry brine. And they realize that you don't actually need any of the liquid. The liquid is a flavoring agent. But, you know, what else is a flavoring agent? Seasonings. Mm. So you can (laughs) simply just rub your turkey underneath the skin and over the skin completely with salt. And then just let it hang out in your refrigerator for, like, a day or three. already going to be. Where it's already 100% going to be. And then you can roast it or prepare it. 
as you will. Yeah. And the salt is actually the important part of brining, not the liquid. Not the drying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have I have brined birds both ways. I now dry brine because it's way easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and my first method in call inf- did involve a buttermilk brine, which was very good, but is too much work. Yeah. Too much work. Um, Kelly, have you ever brined a bird? No, it just sounds so gross. <laughs> to like let it, to I mean, let it hang to, out in water? F- yeah. Oh. Well, hmm. you don't think that's gross? I mean, like if you eat fried chicken, that that's all been brined. If it's I good, know. it's been brined. Maybe it's because mm. maybe it's because I am from Wisconsin, so I know people definitely just popped that bird into their cooler. Lots of people do that. <laughs> and and uh, and and poured some some water over it. And uh, did not properly sanitize that uh, cooler next time. Oof. And I probably drank a beer out of it. I mean, that, a lot of people do that because there's not enough That's room. why you're not supposed to dr- don't eat ice out of a cooler. Interesting. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're also in a cold climate. I don't I mean, yeah. I, the way that... As we know, it's you can't always, you can't always rely on know? a cold climate. Yeah. That's true. Uh, so a lot of the time, yes, you could just put it outside. It is cold enough out there. But. Well, but then you got to worry about like little raccoons letting themselves in. Oh, and they the will. Yeah, they, you could. You can put it. You in your could garage. put mustard gas in the cooler. They'll still find yeah, a way. Yeah, you got to. That's why you got to. So when the raccoon opens it, you just get some really yeah. mustardy turkey. <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like I was a innovator in the brine turkey space when I still did wet brines. Yeah. You just get a, one of those huge like Ziploc bags that they advertise that you can put soccer balls in. (laughs) And then you put the turkey in the bottom of it, you fill it up so there's just enough liquid that when you winch that bag down... It like by like twisting it and making a giant covers it up, yeah. N- like bun, it like compacts itself around the turkey so that you don't really need like you need like maybe like two gallons of liquid and your turkey, and then it can stick it back in your fridge. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. So I love that celebrity chef Alex Quinchelli, um, who who notably had a famous has a famous uh, turkey breading recipe that's still available on FoodNetwork.com or at was at the time this article you shared in 2018 when you this article was written. Um, she has changed her mind about turkey breading as an ideal option, saying that it's it's enormous, it's wonky, it's ambitious, and I don't always love the texture, which I think is a better description of a turkey than uh, Ben Franklin's vain and silly. <laughs> uh, personally, yeah, she just having is she describing the live bird? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't always love the texture. I mean, when you touch a turkey, you don't always love it. You touch, especially the, yeah. especially if you're on the what? The caruncle. The caruncle. <laughs> it's rough. It's a rough. <laughs> it's, I love Alex Gershaw. Yeah, I can yeah. see her saying that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like turkey, turkey trends come and go. Like, I, I do, I do like, I do like trying different things with the turkey. I think that that's fun. I understand that they have to, they have to keep up, you know. But I do think that, like, brining it is the bare minimum one can do, especially a dry brine, is the bare minimum one can do to not make a turkey taste like sand. Like, this is the most basic. It's definitely on this list. This is the most basic turkey prep. And so I just, I was just like, all right, this is like table stakes. Like, this is what you like have to do to just like have a turkey that's like edible. Sure. And this is really just getting us to first based. God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. You genius. So I called it cold turkey. This has to stop. You cannot be you cannot be having a loose turkey hanging out in some water in your house. But you can have it be in a dry brine. This is true. 
it's true. Um, because this is a complicated process, I reach back into one of my favorite wells for categories. As you all know at this point, if you don't, I'll inform you that um, Rube Goldberg was a cartoonist who drew very elaborate <laughs> machines. Think like the game Mousetrap. That's a Rube Goldberg machine. That's the easiest example. So for my category, I simply went uh, a Rube Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. A rude Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, a rude, a rude but Goldberg. rude rude could work too, I suppose. Yeah, Rube Goldberg, the category. Mm. I, I want to give it to you, Andrew, but I can't. Mm. It's Mary's. It Get has the first to be. based. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you. you I'm sorry. I, 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 I don't apologize. You're right. Mary might just sweep this entire. Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> this entire. Uh, no, there's one category that I'm like Meh, about. She but, certainly has a lot of confidence. Uh, so. I'm feeling pretty good yeah. about this next category. All right. <clears throat> so the next up is we're back to historical moments. Mm. And this is the time that a bunch of accidental turkeys <laughs> paved the way <laughs> for TV dinners. I love the idea of an accidental turkey. Well, mm. there were a lot of them. Yeah. In 1953, someone at Swanson colossally miscalculated how many Thanksgiving turkeys they would need to have to sell for Thanksgiving. And the company had 260 tons <laughs> of frozen turkey sitting in 10 refrigerated railroad cars, just languishing. That's a lot of turkeys. After Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing less popular after the day after Thanksgiving than frozen turkey. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, but no worries. Gary Thomas, who was a salesman at Swanson, had the bright idea of saying, you know what's popular now? Air travel. You know what makes air travel really fun? Getting those cute little compartmentalized meals yeah. on the plane. This was a different time, folks. <laughs> yep. Different time. Yep. This is when air travel was glamorous. And he was like... This is when air travel was possible. That's true. Full-size bottles of booze. That's what makes it exciting. Because that's what we get. Smoking. <laughs> Dressing up. And uh, so he ordered actually harassing stewardesses. And so he ordered well, I think it still happens. Oh, yeah. Ordering oh, yeah. he ordered yeah. five thousand aluminum trays and then hired a bunch of people to come in with their ice cream scoops and spatulas to load and smooth in individual <laughs> compartments turkey, cornbread <laughs> stuffing, gravy, peas, sweet potatoes, both topped lovingly with pats of butter. Mm-hmm. And Freeze them. BYO scoop. That's right. <laughs> That's what's happening yeah. here, too. <laughs> the original TV dinner, which was this, this dinner that I just described, um, went on sale for uh, $0.98, cents, which is about nine fifty in today's money. Good Lord. I did not realize it was that expensive. It's kind of expensive. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you hear about, like, oh, a steak dinner used to cost a dollar. You're like, oh, it was like 10 bucks. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, that great steak, but yeah. Yeah. And they were staggeringly popular. Um, in the first full year of their production, 10 million turkey frozen dinners were sold. Um, the article that we read about this described the uh, magazine ad that that advertised the turkey frozen dinner, and I just love it. There was it's a, there's a woman in the foreground wearing a green suit and a feathered hat and a and black gloves, kind of coming in with grocery bags. And in the background, you see her husband sitting bow-tied, reading his newspaper. And the copy line underneath it says, I'm late, 
but dinner won't be, as she produces her <laughs> Swanson frozen, frozen turkey dinner out of the bag. By that, she means she's pregnant, bag. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, I haven't had my period, but I think this is about to... <laughs> about to spring loose. <laughs> I think this turkey dinner needs a tampon. Oh, God. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, it's pretty crazy to think that this was the first turkey. I mean, like, and actually it kind of makes sense because when you think about frozen, like, Hungry Man and stuff like that, it's all this kind of Americana food. Like meatloaf or Salisbury. Yeah. Like, things like Salisbury yeah. steak that are things you never see outside of a processed food environment. Yeah. One wonders if they had had too much of something else, what that would have, how that could have changed. <laughs> yeah. I bet these were great, though. I bet they tasted very mm. good and like real food, which sometimes TV dinners now do not taste like. I don't know if I've ever had, like, I've definitely had like a Marie Callender frozen chicken pot pie. Do not get me wrong. And I've had pizza yeah. rolls and I've definitely had frozen pizza and frozen burritos. Mm-hmm. Like I've yeah. eaten frozen. You never had a... Kid cuisine? Yes, yeah, yeah, I, I had a bunch of kid cuisines when what I was your, a kid. What, yeah, what were your parents? Uh, <laughs> Stay-at-home parents? Jeez, definitely not. <laughs> no. Definitely not. I know they were. Definitely <laughs> not. Uh, my mom did talk about. My mom talked about TV dinners, and uh, the only time she had them when she was a kid was when her father. Mom, her mom was out. No, of no, no, no. Yeah. Opposite. Opposite day. When her father oh. would go out of town on business. The um, her mother would take the girls to the grocery store. Every girl would pick out a different, like their TV dinner, right? And they could eat it in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. And then all the girls took turns sleeping with their mom in her bed, which I think is oh, very that's cute. so sweet. That is yeah. very sweet. It was very cute. That's incredibly sweet. Yeah. But I, I think my mom just kind of always remembered TV dinners as being like something fun, but like not very tasty. Mm, sure. So she was like, "Nah, yep. you don't, you don't need." I mean, that's a that's an apt description yeah. of my experience too. Like fun, there was a brownie, which, as you know, I love processed brownies. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't trust now. I yeah. now I know better. I don't trust your brownie taste <laughs> at all. The, those those brownies, if I remember correctly, taste better. I haven't had a frozen meal in a long yeah. time. Every once in a while, I will eat a hungry man. Because they are good, even though it is a thousand calories, Kelly, just in one little. Kelly, package. you're a woman. I don't know. Is, is that, that okay? a lot? You know what? I've had lean cuisines. <clears throat> is that does that count? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I've had a lean. I've had the the lean cuisine that's like the chunks of like Chinese ish chicken, uh, yeah. food, and then yeah. the like little string noodles. I've had that one. Lean. Oh, I I can go even worse than that. <laughs> uh, I did Nutrisystem for a while. Mm. You want some sad food, <laughs> Nutrisystem. I don't. You want to know how you lose weight? By not By eating. being depressed about you know how f- you gain that weight right back? By starting to By eat recognizing again. that food is a joy and that you shouldn't have to, like, hate everything to eat. <laughs> yeah, it was really awful. I don't recommend <sighs> it. Uh, just eat healthy foods and don't worry about your weight, Noted. guys. Yeah. Um, I don't think that, like, there really aren't a ton of TV dinners like this anymore, I feel yeah. like. I feel like we have we have entrees, but there's not the full yeah, meal. Yeah, or, like, they're, they're the components to make a meal. They're, you can be, like, a frozen appetizer, like, frozen vegetables or, like, you know, things like that. Or, yeah. like, the fully packaged, like, pocket of food in bread. Or a burrito. I've also had a. I've also yes. had like a like a Swanson's like um, frozen lasagna, like a family. Oh frozen sure, lasagna. sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Can we also say that is the firm position of this podcast? Um, fucked Tucker Carlson. <laughs> I mean, yes, but why? Tucker Carlson. Oh, you you guys don't know. Uh, Tucker Carlson is fa- 
fabulously wealthy mm-hmm. because he is the Swanson <gasps> heir. Oh my oh. god. I had no idea. His his stepmom is is a Swanson. Huh. His he has Swanson somewhere in his name. What what is it? Hold on. And he invested so much of that money in bow ties before they were cool. When mm. they were in fact objectively and uncool. So And he's kind of making them uncool. Yeah. It's his life goal. Make everything uncool. Wow. Could you imagine if you had that much money? Why do you want to do shit? I would just (laughs) want to sit around all day. Eat Swanson's meal. Yeah. And eat Swanson's meal. Um, To be fair, he is his his family or his his birth mother did fully abandon him. I mean, I I would have Uh, too. He was terrible. He was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) He was married. His father married uh, Patricia Caroline Swanson. Who's the heiress to the Swanson Enterprise? All right, categories for turkeys paving the way for Thanksgiving dinners so or TV dinners. Because this this speaks to innovation and a brighter, more convenient sort of world. I want the category. Uh, Welcome to the world of Turkey tomorrow. Ooh, that's a good category. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. I love it's a good that. Category. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, my category is for once, capitalism saves the day. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Too much turkey. What can you do? Too much turkey. It's an unsolvable problem. Mm-hmm. You have a third act problem. <laughs> then seemingly out of nowhere, ah, a little compartmentalized tin of trays fall from the heavens. And it's Deus Ajus Ex Machina. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it's Deus Ex Machina, but it's De Ajus, as oh in God. like Ajus, Ajus. Yeah. Oh my God. Mary, I concede. Thank you. Like some people should, to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about me. <laughs> no, like, I was talking geez. about. No, no, I'm getting political. Sorry. <laughs> no apologies. All right. Next up, we have the Tofurky. Has anyone here had a tofurkey? Have you had a tofurkey? I actually haven't, it, weirdly enough. That's weird. I've been vegetarian for many years. Yeah. Hmm. I've had tofurkey. Is it good? No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I haven't had a tofurkey. So it turns out my family was an early adopter to a tofurkey uh, because we've had them at our Thanksgiving since I was a oh, child. Oh, do you have the, is it traditional at your family Thanksgiving to have a tofurkey? It was for a long time. It is no mm. longer... Uh, because the the cousin who is still a vegetarian prefers to just eat sides. Sure. Which, me too. Um, we've still made him some every once in a while. But they, they, they're just weird. I don't know. I don't love the texture of tofu. That might be the real problem. That would, that would but, be a limiting know. factor, I suspect. Well, you know who you're breaking. Seth Tibbetts' heart. <laughs> Seth Tibbet was a vegetarian in 1970 when there were like 10 of them. And they all lived in Portland, yeah. which is where Seth Tibbet lived as well. And he was unsatisfied, unlike your cousin, with just eating the sides. He wanted a centerpiece. He wanted something for, like herbivores, to gather around an ooh and ah as it's ceremoniously brought to the table and carved. He wanted a main dish. Have you ever seen what a tofurkey looks like? Well, yes. (laughs) I've seen a round loaf before. His earlier experiments sound better. So he started with, like, a pumpkin that he stuffed with, like, tofurkey guts and stuffing. That sounds That sounds way better. I make something like this, except it involves bacon. Um, But it's a pumpkin stuffed with grayer cheese, bread, bacon, and um, chipotle chilies. It's delicious. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. It was really good. It's really good. You could easily leave the bacon out, and then it would be an amazing vegetarian dish. 
Um, but no one was like as into that, and so he tried like other things, just didn't work out. So eventually, he molded a tofurkey, <laughs> which is a torpedo-shaped wheat gluten and just a little bit of mixed with a little bit of tofu. Um, for, and then formed around mushrooms, herbs, and wild rice stuffing. Like its meaty inspiration, these suckers have a tendency to dry out. So if you are preparing a tofurkey this holiday season, um, Seth advises that you should put it in a deep baking dish and then nestle up pretty high around the sides a bed of cut-up vegetables that have quite a bit of their own moisture, like butternut squash and onions. Mm -hmm. And then you should dump at least a fourth of a cup of liquid around it. So you pretty much, like, steam it. This is good information. Yeah. This is a hot tip. This is a hot tip. You're all welcome, frankly. Yep. And then you're supposed to make it at 350 for, like, hours. I don't know. Um, (laughs) So... uh, I don't think they actually cook for that long. Well, who knows? I didn't have that part of the recipe written down. Yeah. You read the back. Read the back. It yeah. comes. It's a processed read the food. Back. Read the no back. No one's of it preventing loaf. you from reading the instructions. Um, this, of course, is tofurkeys are made of fun of, but uh, they've been around for a long time and have sold near. He's Tibbet has sold nearly three and a half million tofurkeys, some yeah. of them to Kelly's family, <laughs> um, and now is a multimillionaire. So, who's laughing now? I suppose. I seem to remember that it was a thing to find them too. Like I remember because my aunt did Thanksgiving. I remember her telling my mom that like she went to like three different stores to find one <laughs> because that one was committed to making all of her children very Aww. happy, uh, which yes, very sweet. Uh, but I just don't remember it being good. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that also probably its time has probably come and gone a little bit. Like now everything's more like whole foods. I totally understand. Yes. I feel like if you're going to have a vegetarian for Thanksgiving, m- make them something that basically is a main dish. But like make a, ma- make a main vegetarian dish. Like yeah, We absolutely. know how to do that now. Like, yeah. Yes. Like I think a stuffed butternut squash would be lovely, for yeah, example. Yeah, the, the impetus is less on like simulating meat than it was, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like uh, all of those, it's a processed food. I'm not surprised it's not as good, especially when you're like making like delicious mashed potatoes and rolls and stuffing and all of those things that are very good. My family had stuffing and dressing Mm, for that reason. Oh, so did you have a vegetarian stuffing? Did it still contain chicken broth? Dressing. I don't don't think so, Uh, but maybe. Mm. All right. Categories for tofurkey. Because of the processed, innovative nature of this, I went again with Welcome to the World of Turkey Tomorrow. Yes, that's a good category yep. for this. Yes. I I think the tofurkeys are sort of lesser than their bluster. People are like, oh, like either people are like, oh, tofurkeys. I mean, like vegetarians, that's what they get. And you're like, well, not so much anymore. Like, not really a thing. And then you're, or they're like, oh, tofurkeys, ew, pew, pluh, pluh, pluh. Why would anyone eat that? And you're like, I mean, it is like food. It's not maybe the best, but like, it's not. It's not food you prefer. I mean, it's not food I prefer. But like, it's not like poison. Like people act as if tofurkey is like the most ridiculous (laughs) thing that you could eat. It's not any of those things. It's fine. Not even the most ridiculous thing on this list. It's probably about as good as like a a a tofu hot dog. Right? I would suspect. I mean, because again, it's a a processed simulated meat. Yeah. 
So, so I think all this, yeah. all this like flap about it is much ado about stuffing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, we have run afoul. We've run afoul of God, <laughs> making our own. Her own token turkeys. God. <laughs> I do think it is turkey of tomorrow, but that was very funny. It is turkey Thank of you, tomorrow. Thank you. Turkey tomorrow. Turkey please. tomorrow. Turkey tomorrow. Right. Oh, yeah. I worked really hard to find a Tom pun, and I couldn't find one. Thank so you. Thank you. That, one, that was a moment of inspiration. I just, I literally made a list uh, in a notebook of funny wor- words associated with turkeys that are unique to turkeys, and that's how I came up with all my categories. <laughs> you went analog for this. I did, yeah. I love the idea that Mary walked up and was like, what you doing? You like hit yep. it against your chest and you're like, no, turkey you words. See. That literally happened today. <laughs> turkey words. <laughs> Not exaggeration. Um, Except I was actually Googling turkey parts. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's <laughs> like, why are you Googling turkey parts? I was like, what I do during the workday like, is my because business. Because I'm a procrastinator. <laughs> <laughs> that's my business. Not your, mind your beeswax, said Andrew. <laughs> Rudely. Rude. How <laughs> dare just shouted rude at me. <laughs> All right. Next up, NASA sends turkey to the moon, Alice. Um, NASA sent turkey to the moon a couple of times. In 1968, there was surprise turkey on the moon, which is when Apollo 8 <laughs> was arriving and orbiting the moon. And apparently their captain was bitching to mission control about how it was Christmas Eve and they were going to have to eat gross um, astronaut food. And then mm-hmm. two, two of his crewmates were like, oh, and what's this? It's a beautiful, <laughs> it's a beautiful surprise meal waiting for us, wrapped up, tied up in ribbons and bows. And it was real turkey and stuffing and cranberry sauce. And they talk about boy was his face red yeah. and he was just like I, well what I think is funny is that must mean I'm sorry that must mean that he was bitching about this before he went <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Frank Borman really takes his turkey dinner seriously bore indeed <laughs> yes bore indeed I don't know you get to go to the moon sorry Frank I think your family can celebrate Christmas Eve a couple of days late yeah buddy you're going to get your turkey. <laughs> but he did get his turkey. And I think yeah. it's very nice. It's very nice. Um, then in 1973, um, the astronauts aboard Skylab were supposed to go up, do a little spacewalk. And it was Thanksgiving. So when they came back on the ship, they were able to have some freeze-dried turkey chunks. And um, look out at the stars. You know, I was actually intending to ask if you thought astronaut turkey was like astronaut ice cream. And I know that they didn't eat astronaut ice cream, but it's a funny question. And it turns out it's actually right, sounds like. It does kind of sound like that. It also sounds like a lot of astronaut food is sort of like cat food. Ew. Like it's like tinned meats. They have pictures of it. Yeah. Like yeah. tinned meats, like kind of hanging out in gravy. So I think it's a lot of that. Like turkey. <laughs> Andrew, go to the link that, that yeah. Mary sent you. And if you scroll up a little bit, they have a picture Ooh. of it. Which I thought I, does I not did look at that link. I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. That's, fair. I it's, <laughs> That's because it does not look like a food stuff. It's, That's it's why. also that there's an entire webpage dedicated to the food that was eaten in space. That's. No, this is the brief history of turkey. Oh, yeah, no, turkey. Space, not even food, specifically just turkey. <laughs> yeah. Huh. And then finally, um, we have Apollo 11 and Apollo 17. So the first and then the final missions to land men on the moon. Um, both of them included a turkey and gravy dinner for mm. the crew. Unclear 
if it took place over Thanksgiving or if they were just like, this is a celebratory astronaut meal. <laughs> and so therefore they need this. Or therefore, here's some, here's arguably one of the worst meats. <laughs> if, or I mean, if they just, if you pardon me, gobbled it down. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's probably right. I mean, they were like, well, if it's going to be frozen, it's great. It's great. Um, I do think it's fun that – I do know it's a big deal because, like, food – and you know this if you are flying an airplane, which is, like, even, like, so small potatoes compared to, like, of course, space travel. But, like, food doesn't taste very good in the air no matter what. Like, your, your taste buds do change. And I know that, like – NASA does try to make food appealing to astronauts because there's like a you can lose a lot of weight in space because oh, you sure. don't really want to yeah, eat because you, you don't. Yeah. Also, your muscles will atrophy too. You need to like there's a yeah. lot of things working against you. Yeah. Also, don't you shrink when you go to space? Mm-hmm. I thought you expanded because. But when you come back, if you, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Doesn't your body expand? I just read and you like the... slump back down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I read the other day that when you're in space for like a few, it's not even that long. It's like a few months. You lose all the calluses on your feet. Whoa. So when you come back, it is incredibly painful to walk because you don't have any of those calluses. Little on your feet baby, that you need little to be baby able to walk. Feet yeah. in space. <laughs> See, this is what we should be doing instead of pedicures: just send people to space. <laughs> just send people to space for a few months and then make it incredibly painful to yeah. walk. I, I don't see how this is different from most of our beauty practices. To be honest with you, <laughs> I feel like insisting <laughs> that astronauts get holiday meals, <laughs> succulent holiday meals in space is such a flex and a stunt. <laughs> you don't have to do this. They basically did it to give those astros to give, give them pumpkin to talk about. <laughs> so I know we actually had a conversation about this topic recently on a, on a recent episode, and I can't remember which one it was. But uh, do you recall the the paper shoes that turkeys often have worn in the past if they were cooked? Yes, uh, <laughs> paper shoes. shoes. Whatever your category is, I am like way more on board because you called them paper shoes. Thank you, thank you. Yes, uh, biasing. I love it. Um, you know they're actually called frills. Okay. So because this is really a story about turkey... Not bone crowns? Tragically, no. <laughs> hmm. um, because this is a story of, of adventure in Turkey, mm-hmm. I went with frills and chills. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Well done, well Thank done. You. Thank you. Uh, I had an immediate reaction to this, and I just made that my category, which is, you could not pay me to <laughs> 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 That is not going to be a good turkey. <laughs> Don't want you. No. Not for me. You're like, oh, no, not for me. I can't shake salt in not space. Not for me. Slightly irradiated turkey. Not for me. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever want to be an astronaut when you were a kid? Mm, no. Andrew? Of course. I was a nerd. I grew up in Houston, so yes, obviously. 1,000%. <laughs> yeah, Every did. child I knew wanted to be an astronaut when they grew up. <laughs> Did you go to space camp? No, but I went to, I mean, I went to NASA um, many I, times. Uh, I got to go to space camp. Did they feed you turkey? I don't remember. Well, then I guess you really <laughs> didn't they, they, they you get, you get the full experience. You get the full experience of a bunch of prima donna astronauts <laughs> insisting that they get their favorite <laughs> holiday meal in space. Children go, don't get the same level of uh, care and um, culinary Can concern. You, how? How is NASA not like, 
we can find someone else if you think you need to be here to eat this meal. I mean, I suspect that they weren't that big of pains. I know that, like, astronauts in particular love eating fruit in space. So I'm surprised they don't just sort of there are just like, whatever, you're only up there for, like, especially in these early missions, you're like, you're only up there and you might die. So, like... Eat all the eat all the squeezy packs of eat all the toothpaste tubes of fruit you want. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Mostly because you referenced the paper shoes. I think it should go to you, Andrew. Well, thank you. Next up, we've got deep fried turkey. Have any of you eaten deep fried turkey? Uh, I I don't think I have. Kelly, have you? I haven't. Oh, my no. family used to make deep fried turkeys. They are delicious. This is the only way that turkey skin is good, in my opinion. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, I mean it's fried. So yeah, do you? Do you bread it? I didn't see no, that. No, 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 no. It's it's just yeah. its skin. Okay. One of the things is you're really not supposed to brine it because if you think about mm. it, like... Adding water to oil. Yeah, no. And it, right, exactly. So that's the thing, but you don't really need to either because it's fried. It's delicious. Yeah. So um, Cajun chef uh, Justin Wilson is the first person to bring deep fried turkeys into the American consciousness um, this is kind of in the 1970s, and he was like, oh, when I was a boy, I see people and the Cajun people frying turkeys all the time. <laughs> and it, but, and that kind of, like, kind of simmered and took a while until, like, the 80s when the National Turkey Federation was like, no. No. <laughs> this was one of my favorite things. <laughs> this is an affront to turkeys. <laughs> That turkey died. <laughs> and you and, will too. <laughs> and released this like smear campaign, which is funny because nobody was really deep frying turkeys. They just could see it coming. They were like, oh, it's America. People are going to want to deep fry their turkeys. We got to stop yes. Oh, God. And so they were like, listen, this is bad for multiple reasons. It's bad for your heart. And eating undercooked meat is bad for you. They specifically, I wrote this down because I love the quote so much. The statement said, that eating fried turkey was like staring into a loaded double barrel shotgun. One barrel is a cardiologist's nightmare. The other is a microbiologist's worst dreams come true. Now, my question to them is, have they met Thanksgiving? <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. they're like, this is unhealthy. I'm like, neither are mashed potatoes and pie and stuffing and rolls all at the same meal. Yeah. It's once a year, you, gra- you cr- grouches. You scrooges. But... This was an unstoppable force, and we really knew that uh, it was mainstream when, in 1996, Martha Stewart had a deep-fried turkey on the cover of her November That is an amazing thing to consider. Right. Um, Do you guys know how to deep-fry a turkey? I mean, according to this this article you shared, you hook it to a clothesing and you dunk it for, like, three seconds, which seems crazy. That... That was a I mean, that was a you, crazy recipe. That is not see, like, how you deep fry a turkey. That's not how this works. That is not how you deep fry a turkey. Yeah. First of all, you need to buy a specialty deep frying kit, which has mm. sort of like um, has sort of like a basket. It, it's like a vertical roaster, okay. except you have this big like loop that goes up through the middle of the turkey, and then you do have this thing that kind of looks like a hanger, but you like hook it to the top of the loop so you can like submerge the turkey. Mm, okay. And okay. then you heat up a giant vat of oil. Um, over a propane heat source, which you'd like. Is there an oil preference? I mean, like canola or peanut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Vegetable. Yeah. yeah. And then you submerge your turkey. And it usually takes about 30 minutes to cook, which is still very impressive because it's a whole it's turkey. huge, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> also, typic- 
I was questioning that. That three is seconds. not. I, like, I could see how you might get some. And yeah. yeah. No. 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 It cooks for like thirty minutes, but like there is sort of an upper like. You can't, I mean, probably if you're doing this, like, the way, like, Popeye's does it, probably they have, like, giant vats of this and they can, like, you know, fry as many uh, big of turkeys you want. But if I recall correctly, yeah. like, you really can't fit in most ones that you could just buy for home. You really can't fit, like, more than an 18-pound turkey, too. So they're not huge turkeys that you're sure. frying. Not really. Yeah. And then you need to remove it, and it's very important that it rest. Which, when my family was doing this, this is when we lived um, in a more rural area where there were farm dogs. And <laughs> that meant that you had to stand outside because, like, okay, so then you pull this thing out. Where do you take that to rest? <laughs> you pretty much you pretty much have to, like, set it down on the ground. It's covered in hot oil. Which meant yeah. that there had to be someone who stayed outside to guard it to make sure that, oh that the dogs wouldn't come and <laughs> that stray cats right. aren't coming up. Right. For like thirty uh. minutes. So, I mean like you can usually you take it out after like fifteen. But I do remember that being a job was like <laughs> minding the turkey. Um and they're really good. Uh Emeril Lagasse famously referred to it as having like glass like crisp skin, which it definitely does. Wow. Ooh. It really thins mm. out because turkey skin is really thick. Yeah. That's why it's not yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. But it really thins it out and it makes it very delicious. Hmm. But it's messy, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't typically I feel like if you can work like uh, people always talk about how like dangerous this is. I suppose, but I don't think it's like more dangerous than like grilling for example i mean unless you're one of the people who puts a turkey that is still frozen into the fryer and blows your house up sure there is there was a fire department demonstration video of the dangers of of frying a frozen turkey because of course as most people who are still alive know oil and water uh when put in contact they they repel each other so if you have cold water and hot oil it's just like disastrous and the the fake room they set up this was engulfed in flames and like a second. Yeah, cooking well. is dangerous. So yeah. not only so I love that they're like this is danger from the cardiologist and the microbiologist, but also the fireman and the fire engine. Yeah. Uh, I do think that it's more dangerous than just grilling because like you have the propane, which is the same, but also add in a shit ton of boiling oil. Yeah, that but, oil's not you know like that, that and not, people yeah. don't. Yeah. I mean, is people don't understand how to put out oil fires. fires. They will put water yeah. on it. Yeah. If a neighboring land baron tries to seize your land, you just dump it on. Dump him. it on them. <laughs> yeah, ready for dump it. Dump it You're right prepared on for for siege. It's I just great. feel like we as a country are very like. It's classic for people to hang Christmas lights on their roof <laughs> and for, like, normal citizens yes. to buy explosives for the 4th of July. Like, we act as if this is, like, totally crazy that we have a holiday and that, like, preparing something for it has an element of danger. I'm like, that's kind of common, actually, for us. I was behind, I was driving behind, a like, a one of those big transit vans, mm-hmm. in, like, down Locust onto my, like, basically onto my street. And uh, the, he had a giant sticker that said Tannerite on it. It's like, oh, Jesus. I hope you don't get in a car accident right in front of me. Yeah. I mean, or like, or like lose more. I mean, I just don't. People like act like this is the problem with deep fried turkeys. No, the problem with deep fried turkeys is then what do you do with all that turkey oil after it's done? Ooh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. 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 You got mm. to think about it. Got to figure it and out. Again, I've already pointed out home security. Home security. I think that's that's <laughs> just great. ready to go at any time. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I also want to point out that the article that Mary provided for us uh, to, to learn more about deep fried turkeys um, is right from Vogue. I know. I know. So I, Anna Wintour is really spreading her, her wings, if you will. She's really frying her wings, I think is what I would say. Yes. <laughs> All right, categories for deep fried turkeys. Gracie hears turkey and she's like, she's like, fry, you she's can like, fry a turkey. It's like been, a big fried chicken. <laughs> you have been teasing me for like an hour now. Give me that goddamn turkey. Um, I went with it once again uh, because of the danger inherent in this process. Frills and chills. Nice. Mm. Nice. Mm. I called it run afoul for the same mm. reason. Because you, you might burn down your okay. house. And it's also people doing it too close to their house. That's the <laughs> yeah. other problem. You're really missing out, though, on why you deep fry a turkey. Apart from the taste. Okay. Okay. You only have one oven. Most people only have one oven. True. And yet, you are expected to make dressing, pies, casseroles, rolls, and you're expected to cook a turkey that takes hours, goddamn hours, yeah. to cook. And everything needs to be served hot, hot. hot all at once. And then, suddenly... From heaven, ah, an outdoor bubbling pot of oil appears, <laughs> and it's Deus a juice ex machina. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. yeah. I can literally hear Gracie purring so, so loudly. It's this or her meowing. I don't know. It's fine. She's, she's, she's a special, special guest, right Gracie. Now. Special, special guest, Gracie. I'm just glad to know she's having a good time. Special guest. You know, she she's just anything about turkey, any sort of meat product. She's there for. Uh, what was your frills and chills? What was yours, Kelly? Run afoul. I, mm, I this is the most risky, so I kind of like run afoul for it. I agree with that. Yeah. Thank yes. you. Give me. I one. like it. Yes. I just want one. All right. We're now to the big show. Oh man. It's time for the presidential pardoning Mary's of the turkeys. <laughs> favorite stupid thing, thing in the world. Do you know how recent it is? I hope you did because you should have read the yeah. Wikipedia article I gave you. Yes, relatively recent, and I also know what used to happen to those. Some of those birds didn't get pardoned. Most didn't. Oof. So, Most so didn't. it's been tradition for a long time, going back to Harry S. Truman uh, in the 1940s. For various farms or lobbies Mm -hmm. to present the president with a turkey. And the president then could decide, like a Roman emperor, what he wanted to do with that turkey. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes they would eat it. Sometimes they would return it. Um, In the case of Jimmy Carter, who was like, no, which I think is hilarious. (laughs) Um, And a lot of them donated it. Like, right. You'd like donate it. And then sometimes you donate it to some place where like a petting zoo, which I'm like, who wants to pet a turkey? But okay. Sometimes you could like or or a petting zoo or sometimes they would donate it to like, like, you know, shelters that fed the homeless, which totally makes sense. Um, Obama sent his sent some of his to Disney World. (laughs) Yes, he did. Oh, I uh, actually... Oh, you got it all. George Bush did that first. All right. Anyway, so the first president to officially start this pardoning as like as like what it was going to be was Ronald Reagan. <laughs> and... Couldn't talk about AIDS. Did see it. Yeah. And he basically did this uh. to poke fun at the fact that there was a question about the Iran-Contra affair and whether or not he would consider pardoning Oliver North. Oh. oh. 
And so he was like, you know, it'd be cute if I pardon something else. Maybe I'll pardon a turkey as a joke. To kind of like a little wink at the people about the situation. (laughs) And then, because George George H.W. Bush was just trying to recapture the glory unsuccessfully of Reagan, he was like, (laughs) we are going to make turkey pardoning very serious and um, a permanent tradition. And so he did. Um, I also wrote down a few notable um, pardoned turkeys. Um, and the best ones are all during the uh, George W. Bush administration, which I think is really funny. In 2001, hot off the 9-11 attacks, George Bush pardoned a pair of turkeys named Liberty and Freedom. He did not kill Liberty or Freedom. Um, in 2002... The first ever female turkey was pardoned, named name a, name a yeah. Katie. So progressive, so progressive. Feminism, feminism. Girls doing it for themselves. <laughs> um, he also, uh, I believe, those are the last normal names. Well, for but also they turkeys. were named after the f- the bird breeders' children, who were named Katie and Zach. <laughs> Weird. Ooh. Then um, marshmallow Rough. and yam in 2005 <laughs> were the first. So a lot of these turkeys would then be like kind of like shipped out to like, like, what are you going to do with these turkeys? So some of them would go to Mount Vernon. And then Mount <laughs> Vernon was like, look, there were ne- we are committed to historical accuracy. Turkeys were never farmed here. Stop <laughs> sending us turkeys. <laughs> um, and so they had to figure out what to do with them. So for a while, they would send them to Disneyland where they would serve as the grand marshals for the that for Disneyland's Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> that was a thing. Um, because that's about how long they live. They live like two years. Oh, man. At, yeah, they live for like at, another at best. year. Yeah. Uh, so just like a couple of just like a rapid fire of other funny names. Uh, there was Stars and Stripes and Biscuits and Gravy. <laughs> oh, Biscuits and the Gravy. The saddest story I found. Oh, no. Was about a... F- you didn't like Cobbler and I'm, Gobbler? I'm going to talk about Cobbler and Gobbler. Cobbler, Cobbler. That's Cobbler. Obama presidency. The, he has the saddest Sorry. one. 45-pound turkey named a Liberty. And then there was an alternate bird named Peace. They were both raised in Minnesota until Peace unfortunately died right before Thanksgiving. Oh, no. Um, and then Sorry. Liberty survived like until the next spring and had to be euthanized. <laughs> See, even before the Trump administration, President Obama would also pardon Cobbler and Gobbler, Mac and Cheese, Abe and Honest, and Tater and Tot. Abe and Honest. <laughs> there is no funny, cute, or sad story, no notable story about any of the turkeys that Trump pardoned, so I just got their names, which were Drumstick and Wishbone, Peas and Carrots, and Bread and Butter, which is funny, because when you compare it, like, I was like, oh, do they just kind of switch to, like, food names after a while, because it's, like, weird <laughs> to have a turkey named Liberty. That's just, absolutely Like, did they yeah. learn their lesson about liberty and peace, where they were like, yikes. <laughs> These or, things dying is very depressing. Yeah. But I think it's actually just that. But no, like they, they like continued, like Abe and Honest. Yeah. So I think really for during the Trump presidency, they were like, he's killing enough things <laughs> that matter a lot. We're just going to name these very low stakes names. <laughs> also, there's a, there's a sick joke in naming these pardon turkeys after their food items. You know, biggest question here. What in God's name did the turkeys do such that they're being pardoned? from crimes because that's what that's uh, oh. I can 
Oh, what was the crime? Because that's the implication that like we're eating turkeys not because of you know not because they are plentiful or sort of but because this is a punishment for the turkeys as a group for whatever crimes they committed against America, Um, and a select few are (laughs) specific federal crimes. crimes. A select few have been multi generational federal crimes. Like what are are the are the turkeys still committing death penalty level offenses? That, such that we need as a people to constantly kill millions of them each year and and why what good deeds have have these these these, these critters who have been pre- saved from this fate done to to deserve pardon this is what i want to know bring in a legal, legal expert i've got serious serious questions about turkey policy turkey crime yeah turkey um I would like to talk about how, in multiple times in the in uh, this Wikipedia article, they talked they referred to these turkeys as pre-slaughtered turkeys. <laughs> oh, to be fair, Christ. if you're gonna if you're yeah. gonna pardon them, they do they do have to be like slated for death. Otherwise, it's <laughs> yeah, not a pardoning. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise, it's just a show trial, and that would be madness. <laughs> considering. <laughs> Considering, like, the high stakes stuff. I mean, like, really... The world we live in, yeah. I mean, really, I think this is so funny because they're like, what can we give the president to do on Thanksgiving (laughs) to make him or her seem generous? Mm -hmm. What, what, What is something... And this is what they came up with. They were like, a president can look at a turkey and be like, you don't have to die today. (laughs) Not today. Not on my watch. That gets us just barely (laughs) to first base. Barely to first base. This is the least the the president can do on Thanksgiving, in my opinion. sneaking that one in, and it's brilliant. Um, I mean, obviously, I went with Karunkle Sam once you. Mm -hmm. To live. Yeah, <laughs> another day. Sometimes, uh, literally, because this just start- another day. <laughs> uh, because this started um, as ways to curry favor from the president, it is, of course, capitalism saves the day for once. <laughs> because how unhappy would you be if there weren't? Pardon turkeys. What if? What if this year Trump is just like, nah. I wouldn't be surprised. Very, very possible. (laughs) He's like, Uh, this is going to cut into my important uh, last, last final moments to steal taxpayer money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, did you see the picture? uh, Trump that Trump went into the today. He went. He finally got to the Oval Office at about four p.m. And they took a picture of the Marine outside because that's how you know the president's in the Oval Office. And. you could see that he was just watching Fox News. <laughs> you could see Fox News on the TV inside. Oh, gross. Oh. I'm not surprised, but this is you know what else is gross? Oh. Crunkles. You know what else I think should win this category? Crunkle Sam wants you. Thank Crunkles. you. Thank you. Yeah. Crunkle. <laughs> Crunkle. <laughs> Waddle is just such a better term for that. <laughs> but somehow we've come to the end of our list. <sighs> But we're going out with a bang. Oof, we're going yeah. out with the the rootinest, tootinest way to prepare a turkey, <laughs> which is the turducken, which actually is very easy to make because you basically have to have a professional make it for you. <laughs> because you just buy it, buy it yeah. and heat it up. And usually it's already cooked and stuffed full of delicious stuffing. Um, but if you, New Mexico set off the first atomic bomb. <laughs> North Carolina was first in flight. If you want turkey innovations, you go to Louisiana. 
<laughs> this is again, once again, a Cajun, <laughs> a Cajun specialty. Um, how do you pronounce this guy's name? You're, you speak French, Andrew. <laughs> That's a, it's a Paul Per Perdon. Oh, is it Paul Perdon? Wait, wait, hold on. Let me look at it. It looks like Perdom. Yeah, it's got to be Perdom. Yeah, Paul Perdom. Paul Perdom um, claimed to invent the turd ducking. If you don't know who I'm talking about, Paul Perdom, if you look him up, you will definitely know who it is yeah. because he has a very he has a signature flat hat. You have a vision in your mind of what a Cajun chef is. Yes. And if it's not Emeril Lagasse, <laughs> it's, it's Paul Perdom. Yep. Um, for those who don't know, a turducken is a turkey stuffed with a duck, stuck, stuffed with a chicken. And it is part of a long history for humankind to basically um, stuff, do like I knew an old lady who swallowed a fly, but with their food um, called, <laughs> I believe it's called ingastration, which I assume must must kind of be like, you're about to eat something that has eaten something, is what I would guess. Mm, okay. That's what it comes from. <laughs> um, and that's basically just like, I'm, stu- I'm stuffing and cooking one animal inside the other. Now I'm going to mispronounce lots of things. Um, I think it's the the Kaivik. Hold on. Yeah. Kaivakik. Isn't the article? Yes. It's the camel. Oh, oh no, it's the seal. Apparently in Greenland, it is an Inuit tradition for you to take a seal and stuff it, once we're racked seals, stuff it with four <laughs> to five hundred birds and then ferment Good that one. outside under a pile of rocks to keep away farm dogs. Okay. Um, for anyway, for, from anywhere from three to 18 months and then you eat that raw, which is not really raw anymore. I'm sure it's cured yeah, pickled, at that point. Basically. Yeah. Uh, like a dry cured, but mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there also was the largest meal ever, um, where a whole camel was stuffed with a lamb, stuffed with twenty chickens, stuffed with even more eggs, nuts, and spices. <laughs> In the West, we have been doing this since the Middle Ages, um, but this really took, which would mostly included, and you you know this if you've seen like illuminated manuscripts or you've like seen any like picture book about the Middle Ages, you'll see like. Second, it's second reference to illuminated manuscripts this season. <laughs> yeah, but like it's you know like when you see things where it's like sort of like um, mythic creatures served at meals. That's that yeah, counts yeah, as sort of, this yeah. where you're like sewing chicken heads onto pig bodies and stuff like that, <laughs> um, like a bunch of creeps. But in the 18th and 19th century, this was considered a way of showing off how cool and and moneyed and. Um, <laughs> Uh, what a great host you were. Look at my uh, my delicious monstrosity. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, there are there are lots of uh, records of things like um, this is the roast without equal, which is also in French. So roasty sans pareil. Sans pareil. Sans pareil. Is that, is that pareil? Is that like without non pareil? Non pareil, okay. Yeah. Um, which I'm, calls I'm for seventeen birds to be stuffed into one another and roasted. I wonder what. <laughs> oh, God. And then the Yorkshire Christmas pie, which is a combination of chicken, goose, pheasants, partridge, woodcock, snipes, grouse, 
Widgeons. I don't even know what that is. Not to mention mm-hmm. all the bacon, ham, truffles, and calves' feet that were mixed up in that. You had me till calves' mm. feet. And then you wrap that in pastry and you bake it, and then you serve it to the Windsors in their castle. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't serve it. Oh, you don't serve it to the Windsors in their castle. Because there isn't a swan. <laughs> correct. 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 Well, just saying. Maybe they were pretending the turkey was a swan. Oh, Maybe they yeah. told her. Like, yeah, they were just like, we couldn't catch one. They were, they were like, no. It felt wrong. It felt this, bad. This is simply one of we those. We didn't know what we'd stuff the deck with. <laughs> Snake. <laughs> Snake. Just like rows of chickadees. Eggs. <laughs> uh, this is definitely one of those things that I, I mean. It is fascinating that it is such like a, a wide. I mean, it, you can understand why it's such a widespread thing. It's like the bow and arrow. It's a simple concept that is sort of going to naturally emerge across human populations. But also, it feels like at every time, it almost feels like a joke. Like, okay, okay, okay. What if we just like cram this thing into this thing and cook it? And they're like, well, why stop there? Just keep going. Put everything and everything. And she swallowed the cat to catch the rat. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, and I love it, but it's a, this is this is the ultimate position of like a joke that like just keeps going too far. It is funny that like I think that this is it's. I mean, it's we still stuff things with other like you know like it's not uncommon to stuff crab into chicken, sure. for example. Yeah. Um, like stuffing meat with other meat is not like crazy. It's the fact, I think the thing that separates it for me is it has to be like, you would think about it as being like a whole animal Yeah. that you tuck yeah. into. Yeah. Cause it's not like, not like crab salad. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a damn yeah. chicken. If you put, if you put inside a whole a crab inside a chicken, that would be really something to look Especially at. Especially if it was a soft shell crab. Think about how nightmarish, uh, delicious, but also nightmarish that would be. That's like the only way you could do it though, because otherwise yeah. how yeah. do you eat that? Exactly. Well, it never occurred to me before reading about this that they deboned all of these animals. <laughs> yep. That's why I think it to me it was so weird and foreign that I was like I just don't understand how Imagine you being the future that. archaeologist to discover the unboned turducken. Like I have what eaten, is this? I have eaten a turducken. I'm pretty sure I've yeah. eaten a Paul Perdone turducken because it was full of Cajun jambalaya stuffing, which was Jesus. so delicious. Delicious, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's good because like turkey is good and duck is good and chicken is yeah, good. Yeah, there's no way this wouldn't be delicious. Yeah, um, I mean, there's some way, but it seems unlikely. And the the duck is fatty and oily and lovely, so it keeps everything really moist. Yeah, yeah it's good, but you you really do. It it actually kind of looks like a giant tofurkey. Huh. It looks. It has legs and wings on the outside, but it <laughs> yeah. looks like a big loaf, and you cut it. You cut it like a loaf. So that you get yeah, like, that's a rainbow of meats. There, there were multiple uh, references to cut it like yeah. bread. Yeah. Slice it like a loaf of I, bread. I don't remember if the wings and the legs are like separate and you can just kind of like put them. I, I remember them being there, but I think it was sort of like, yeah, I think it was like sort of like a giant tofurkey, except like opposite day. Yeah. And you just put the like. Yeah. You just kind of like prop the yeah. legs up. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really good. Amazing. Of course. Uh, of course it's good. How could it be bad? Especially when you read about the other things. <laughs> You're like, mm, I don't know about yep. that. Uh. <laughs> uh, categories? Um, like sending turkey to the moon. No one needs to do this. <laughs> this is a flex. But if you do this... You're certainly going to give them pumpkin to talk about. <laughs> God. Um, this is 
fundamentally more complicated than you than you what it needs to be. Like you could just serve a turkey, but but you could also just go all out and do this. So I went with uh, Rube Goldberg, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. Um, I called this a cold turkey. It should stop. <laughs> but I'm not sure I actually feel mm. that way. I think it's actually okay. <laughs> I think it's actually okay. <laughs> Upon further reflection. Like, I don't I don't feel the same, like, a brined turkey to me seems gross. Uh, it just seems very waterlogged. <laughs> uh, I, I guess a loaf of meats is less gross to me somehow. <laughs> it's also like an ancient tradition. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I really like ancient traditions. Well, we've been doing it a long time. I mean, you know, like, it's its something that we clearly are, are driven to do as humans. So I think it must be innate to us that we want to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's Rube Goldberg because of the deboning alone. Okay, <laughs> yes. Well, guys, we did it. Yay. Cheers. Yay. Cheers and happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Cheers. However anyone is celebrating. I mean, Thanksgiving this year is going to be weird. Thanksgiving yeah. is a holiday <laughs> where typically it's like make your table as long as possible. That's like my favorite thing to do for Thanksgiving, and we're not going to get to be able to do it this year. But you know what? No Dr. Seuss mm. table Yeah, this year. but you know what? That's okay. We can do it later. Yep. Mm-hmm. Indeed we can. You know what? They say maybe in April we'll have a vaccine. And we'll all do a Friendsgiving in mid-June. Love it. How about that? That's great. Love then we can put the table outside if we're not all tired of being outside <laughs> all the time. Nice. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in and checking out our show. Uh, we appreciate it uh, and encourage you to continue doing so until, uh, since you're going to be in contact with your family, either directly or via Zoom, tell them to do the same. Why not? What do you have to lose? Nothing. Um, while you and your family are there... On your podcast platform of choice, give us a rating. Maybe even a review if you're feeling uh, feeling generous since it's the holidays. And maybe you want to do that. Um, thanks again. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. 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 Gobble, gobble. Happy Thanksgiving. Outrageous.